Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us out to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, Moses, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Let's read this together one more time. And Moses do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them no more forever. Verse 14. And the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? tell the children of Israel to move forward but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea and indeed I will harden the heart of Egyptians and they shall follow them so I will again gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army his chariots and his horsemen then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I've gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. The best example of our lives and our walk on earth is the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. If you can read that story, in there is the allegory of your journey with God. It is no more the story of some people who lived thousands of years ago. It is actually the story of you and God. And if you can connect that story to your life and God's journey with you in your life, you will be doing yourself a whole lot of understanding of what is going right and what is going wrong in your life. God is very involved in your life and in your experience. The Red Sea was a great trial season. Why is it that after one victory, you stumble right into another war? Why is it that after you've just shaken off 400 years of oppression, like we read on Crossover Night, like, you know, let my people go. We're screaming it, we're declaring it, and then the very next season, something else happens. You could see what a dark night it was. It was a night of angelic movement. It was a night of dark beds and vultures. It was a night of 
bodies being strewn. It was not a nice night at all. It was a bloody night. First of all, in Egypt, but then in the morning, as they journeyed, the morning became a bloody morning as well. And they camped by the waterside. And all of a sudden, they looked up behind and saw the Egyptians. And it couldn't be more amazing that when it seemed like we've received a miracle, when it seemed like we've come out of the world, when it seems like we're no more under the oppression of the devil, then something else happens. When it seems like we've been saved from sickness, when it seems like we've been removed from trouble, then all of a sudden, something new begins. The prison is over, but the journey of living in the new was difficult. The children of Israel had a difficult time learning how to be a nation again. Why? Because they were slaves. So sometimes when God brings us out, He doesn't just right away take us in because there is a process of taking Egypt out of us. When God takes you out of anything, He has to also take the thing out of you. Have you ever seen the process of taking out an area boy from the streets? He suspects everybody. He never believes a thing because he's been battered. Have you ever seen, you know, he's been battered on the street so he doesn't believe that you're about to help him. He never believes you. In fact, he's trying to always constantly see how he's going to game you because he believes like he, can just, he should just take what he can and run away with it. So for you to do that, you have to go through a whole journey of building back what? Trust. Because that's what's missing from his life. Why he's on the streets? Because somebody he knows never did anything. So he feel he, he has eaten his opportunity after eating his opportunity himself. So that have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a young lady who has been abused by so many men? And she comes to Christ. Do you understand? She comes to Christ guess what happens to her especially if the people who used to abuse her in the past were Christians or Christian leaders she comes to Christ what do you think she thinks she cannot believe that anyone will love her for nothing because she's been made into a commodity so God has to go through the process of sending men into her life who want nothing who want what? Nothing. Apart from loving and giving the grace of God. God has to take Egypt out of you. Why do we go through one trial to the other? God has to take Egypt out of you. They were slaves of 400 years. They didn't know how to organize themselves. They didn't know politics. They didn't know government. You know the instructions in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. The instructions are so detailed. God told them, if you use the loo, don't drop it outside. You have to dig a ground and bury it and cover it. There were instructions that deep. God actually was crafting a nation out of these people. So God says, if he took them out of Egypt and straight to the promised land that any time they have a trial they will go back. And so God was trying to construct resilience. Say resilience. God was trying to construct power. Say power. Because many Christians are so lily livered. Once they see a trial they are so off. 
God wants you to be sons and daughters who have strength. Say strength. God wants you to be children who have power. Say power. I don't know any one of you who have a child and don't like that child to have any strength. Power. The child is powerless. When people slap them in school, you start crying. Mommy, they slap me. Like, I'm not going to teach you violence here, right? <laughs> but you, you, you know, this is just wrong. This is just wrong. Where's the spunk in that child? Yeah? My daughter was in school, never fell into trouble generally. Good girl, straight A's. Then in Scotland, then a lot of trouble. The teacher will report her this thing. And I, and I was like, there's something wrong here. One day, something happened. She slapped someone in school and blood came out of her nose and out of her ears. <laughs> was, it, was a white kid and a, and a hand mark was remaining on her face for a bit. <laughs> I started to find out what happened. She was being bullied. But she decided not to tell me or her mom. And in their school, if you report, you are called a tattletale. You're weak. So she didn't want to be weak. She wanted to tell them, teach that person a lesson. So you tackle issues. Teachers say report to us, but teachers also racist. Teachers going to say to them like. So I said to the teacher. How come this girl is exhibiting this behavior here in this school? There's something wrong. Have you investigated? Hadiza couldn't believe. Like, I'm a pastor, right? Like, why am I talking like that? I should actually say, behave well, child. Because I've tried that line before. I brought her home, like, I didn't bring you here all this distance for you to misbehave, right? It didn't work. So by the time it got to the point of her slapping someone, I knew there was inducement, extreme inducement. So I stayed behind her and I said to her, come, let me talk to you. Somebody's oppressing you, somebody's bullying you, right? I now gave her the low key. She didn't even tell me, she just nodded once. I knew that, yeah, that was the case. You know, I was low key, a little proud. I said, <laughs> she can stand she has spunk she has authority audacity don't just come and think you can fool around with her you didn't train a lily livered girl like a wimp no she has a roar a growl have some growl in the spirit do you know that God doesn't want wimps for children do you know that God is the father of all creation? He wants his children to have authority to assert themselves as they walk through the earth. He wants the nations to hear the rumor of his holy tribe and to quake. Do you know that God is a king and he wants his son to raise up as 
princes. Do you know that God is a king? He wants his daughters to strut with excellence and passion in the chosen professions of their life. Do you know that God wants you effective? God wants you to build something phenomenal. God wants you to build a business that has power. God wants you to build something in your life that, that the world will see. And this is the son of the living God. This is the daughter of Zion. God wants you to live beyond falling every time. And that is why God allows trial. So trials your dumbbell. Dumbbell for training. Punch! Boom! Punch! 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 After that, you get some muscles. After that, you get some power. Like, I cannot tell you what I go through. I cannot tell you. I tell you my trials. But guess what? God has said, teaching me resilience. Stay power. Consistency. Strength in the midst of adversity. <laughs> Sometimes, when it's happening, I'm laughing. And it's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to laugh. <laughs> ah! There's a roar on my inside. There's a strength that God has given to me. When troubles come, I laugh at trouble. Why? Because I'm a child of the Most High God. Don't just fall. Don't just fall and slump every time. Where is the strength of God on your inside? God's children needs to be strong. God began to teach the children of Israel how to be a nation in the wilderness. How to stand in the face of challenges. How to command heaven to bring about miracles. I know that today we have critical people. Realists, pragmatists, analysts. If you're going to do anything with God, it's going to be more than you. If you're going to do anything phenomenal in your life, it's going to be more than you can analyze. I know a few good men of God who you listen to and read and you feel like everyone is doing it wrong. Some of us will like to listen to those preachers who tell us that everybody else is wrong. A few men of God try to make it look like they have the truth of God. Do you know be, be wary of men of God who is always criticizing other men of God. I'm not saying that all the men of God are perfect, but I'm just saying that be wary of a critical spirit. A critical spirit is very close to a murmuring spirit. For the things which God is going to do today, can I tell you something? It's going to be more than one church. It's going to be more than one company of believers. For the things which God wants to do, God wants to join churches. God wants to join 10 churches, 20 churches to do something. If God wanted to take on all the area boys in Lagos, how easily could he do it? If all the churches in Lagos came together and said, no more area boys in our area, what will happen? They won't exist. They won't exist. Do you know the devil's strategy for keeping us powerless is division. Do you know how many Catholics you will see in heaven? Do you know how many Anglicans you will see in heaven do you know sometimes us hearing the new move of God actually makes us go crazy especially young Pentecostals they feel like oh we have the fresh word we have the new truth we know what God is saying we have the prophetic word are you looking down Anglicans people who stood against gay right movement and broke their church into two 
and say, we will not stand for it. How many Pentecostals have been able to stand like that? Do you guys understand that the power of God, God gives everybody something. And right now, God is visiting back the Catholic Church in the charismatic ministries. If you see them, they are fire for God. Right now, God is coming to the Anglican Church. They are taking all types of programs. You won't believe Alpha, Sozo. They're taking all these programs in. God is widening their play. God is taking the old and, and pouring upon them fresh waters. Why? Because they are God's children too. So don't think that I don't have that exclusivity mindset. You run your race. Run your race and honor other people. You see all those people who sit down and criticize all pastors all day. I don't think criticizing is a strategy. Do you know what you build is your strategy? Say amen. What you build is your strategy. They knew that your build is your strategy. When you see the old that is not working, let it go. Build the new. Your new that you build is the judgment on the old. It's not your talking. Talk is cheap. Build something else. Something is not working. Build something else. Tell that to someone. Tell somebody else again. Something is not working. Build something else. That which you build, the new that you build is a solution for that which is not working. And God will raise you up out of nowhere if God wants to honor what you are building. Not because you are dishonoring others, but because you live in honor. God will honor what you are building. And that will be powerful in the new time. You know, like God was taking the children of Israel out of Egypt. They were not busy abusing the Egyptians. In fact, they were actually romantic with the Egyptians. You understand? We have seen miracles in this church. There's somebody sitting here who was traveling to the east. In the night, a snake rose up to bite her. She kicked this snake and ran away. But she was too ashamed to come and stand for the church and give a testimony. So I'm giving the testimony now on her behalf. Is that a miracle or not? I remember in Victoria Island in 2019, I went to a hospital room, a woman diagnosed with cancer. I sat with her daughter. We were praying for her. And Lord, remove this sickness from this woman's body. Remove this sickness from this woman's body. Do you know she went back for a second test? The cancer was gone. God doesn't heal everyone, but He does heal some. He's the miracle worker. God did it. The miracle worker came into the room. Do you know there are people, some people here who were not Christians by this time last year, but they were translated by the power of God into the kingdom of God. What is that? Say a miracle. I can hear you say a miracle. You know, there's some people here who last year, this time, did not have a job. Now they have a job. What is that? You know, there's some people here who were not married. This time last year, but now they are married. What is that? 
You know some people here wouldn't have food on their table and clothes on their backs. What is that? A miracle. A miracle. A miracle. If you've ever tasted the goodness of God, experience something powerful. But why is it that after a miracle comes a trial? After a miracle, something else shows up. After you feel like, finally, I can rest, then another hill emerges in the horizon. Why is it that when you feel like you cross just that hurdle, then a new obstacle comes up? So you need strategies, therefore, like you guys discussed this morning, to pick yourself up, to raise yourself, to build yourself. And these are the lessons from the Red Sea. The Red Sea is not a place anymore in Egypt. Red Sea, therefore, is your life. And the miracle God gave you, that's the Red Sea. You know, the killing of the firstborn is the miracle God gave you before. And sending you out of Egypt is the miracle God gave you before. Now, the new obstacle is the Red Sea. I'm sure all of you, some of you, what you can see is just the new Red Sea. You forgot that yesterday you were a slave in Egypt. You forgot that yesterday the devil had you. You forgot that you couldn't move yesterday. You forgot that everything was down yesterday. You've forgotten that already. You've forgotten already. The goodness of God is the number one thing you should take out of any Red Sea situation. Whenever you have a new obstacle, the number one thing you should always think about is the goodness of God. The Bible says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> You're still alive today. God is good. You're still eating food today. God is good. You haven't been kicked out of your house yet. God is good. The challenges haven't drowned you yet. God is good. People are still calling you and saying, can you borrow me one million naira? God is good. You don't have it, but you look like certain, like someone who can have it to give. God is good. Say, God is good. I can't hear you this morning. Say, God is good. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. What we should remember from the Red Sea is the goodness of God. What you should remember at your Red Sea is the goodness of God. What you should remember the new obstacle you are facing is the goodness of God. Put your mind to the goodness of God. Put your mind to the faithfulness of this God. Number two thing, God's plan is to save an entire nation. Isn't that amazing? While the people were coming to Moses and saying to him, Oh Moses, oh Moses, oh Moses, Moses. You know what Moses was saying to the people? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Do you know God had a plan? Not just for the good people. Even for the complainers as well. He wanted to bring every one of them out. That's amazing, right? God's plan is for every single person. Do you understand? God is very inclusive. God loves Muslims. God loves Buddhists. God loves gays. God loves lesbians. 
God loves sinners. God loves the drunkard. God loves the hurting. God loves them all. Say, God loves them all. I can hear you this morning. Say, God loves them all. And his plan, his plan is for no one to miss that. No one to miss his love. No one. No matter how far gone you are, God's plan is that you don't miss out. Don't miss out what he has. Because he has a plan to bring everyone through the Red Sea. And the last of them entered the Red Sea. And the last of them walked out in the Red Sea into the dry ground before the waters came slamming back on the Egyptians. The Egyptians are therefore not a people. Don't see them like human beings. See them like the enemies of God. See them like the obstacles you're confronting. Because when you see Egyptians like human beings, guess what you're going to say? Oh, that's not right. That's genocide. You know, sometimes we think like God has genocidal tendencies. We feel like God, God is actually not nice to the other people. But God used the Old Testament as an example of how he would take on the things that, that obstruct us now. So today, our warfare is not against flesh and blood. I know some of you, when you are praying against your enemies, you say, let the waters of Egypt, let the waters of Egypt come and carry you. Carry you, go. Your warfare is no more against flesh and blood. Human beings are no more your enemies. They are spirits controlling those, their activity. And those spirits will be bound up in chains by the power of God. Those spirits will be tied up by the power of God. Those spirits upon your declaration will be seized by the power of God. And God will set you free. Say amen. Move in the midst of, this, of the storms. Number one, the goodness of God, right? Remember the goodness of God. Number two, God's plan is to save everyone. Number three, move in the midst of the storms. What did I say? Move in the midst of the storms. I can't hear anyone declaring it. Move in the midst of the storm. Moses went to God and said, God, these people are crying to me. These people are crying to me. God said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Verse 14. Exodus 14, 14. Let's start from verse 13. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Is that what God said? He hadn't prayed this time. You understand? You know, this scripture, we read it as if this is the right position, but actually that's not the right position. That's a good man saying the nice things. Listen very well. Listen very well. Don't miss this point. This was Moses saying nice things. Okay? Moses said, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians which you see today, you will see them no more. The second part is true. The Lord will fight for you and the Lord shall, you shall hold your peace. That's also true. But look at what God said to Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the children of Israel to move forward. I'm like, God, there's a red sea. He said, no. Like, why are you crying out to me? Move forward. Okay? Like, God, I have trouble. There's a red sea in front of me. It's like what God is saying. Like, God, you, you're not in touch with reality. There's a red sea in front of me. 
And God says to Moses, why are you crying out to me like God? Who should I cry to? Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. You shall hear my voice. God says, no. Stop praying. Move. Move. Say to someone, move, move, move. I can hear you. Move, 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 move. Go forward. Go forward. Step forward. Step forward. Move forward. Move in the midst of the storms. The vultures may be moving, you move. There will be thunder and lightning, you move. There will be darkness in the land, you move. There will be evil and wickedness all around you, you move. Do not wait for the situation to be perfect. Do not wait for the sea to be calm. Do not wait for everyone to hand you a baton. Do not wait for everything to be perfect around you as, as God speaks, you move. God said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Go forward. Move forward. And that's the title of our message today. Say to someone, move forward. This is 2020. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. You've been stuck for so long. It's time for you to move forward. Number four. What is happening to you is not a cycle. It's not the repeat of a cycle. I'm tired of hearing Christians who are born again, full of the Spirit of God, working with God to say, oh, this is actually the cycle that happens to me. Every three years, we're in this place where this thing happens. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Like you didn't just receive God to just sit in a cycle. Do you know, some of us believe that where everything is happening to us is a cycle. You go to somewhere, they reject you. You go to somewhere else, they reject you. You think it's a cycle. No, stand up today and move out of that cycle. It's a cycle. You and I, we are parting ways. There's a divorce between me and this cycle. I'm no more in that cycle. It doesn't repeat itself. Affliction is not arising a second time. I am coming out of that cycle. I'm coming out of that season. I'm coming out of that repeat occurrence. There is no more repeat occurrence of negativity in my life. My name is not a Christian, but just by word of mouth, I will keep repeating an old pattern. I, my father was a fornicator and an adulterer. I will not be the same. My mother was a divorcee. I will not be the same. Yes, my parents were broken. I will not be the same. I will not carry forward the, the broken of my past I will move past this is not a repeat cycle this is a new miracle demanding moment this is not just another cycle of repeat happening this is a miracle demanding moment I will rise up in the strength of Yahweh I will pick up the strength of my God and I will go forward every right sea it's an opportunity for you to break a cycle break it break it break it in the name of Jesus hallelujah Finally, I want to say this. Every Red Sea reminds you that if he did it before, he can do it again. He'll do it again. <laughs> He'll do it again. Oh, my singing sucks. All the songs I know I can't sing. Have mercy on me, oh Lord. Just take a look at where you are now and where you've been always comes through you know it not know when he'll do it again thank you it's just so nice people 
Maybe so I was struggling. You came to my rescue. <laughs> Hallelujah! He will do it again. He will do it again. He worked a miracle before. He will do it again. You are that weak girl. Nobody could put a dollar on you. But now you found yourself. He will do it again. You are broke and you trekked like me. I told you guys the story of how I trekked. I was working a job in Muriokuola Street. And I was living in Lukwaju. When I saw I had only 100 naira in my pocket. And it was the middle of the month. I started walking. I walked from VI to Bonicamp. I walked from Bonicamp to Akongbo. I walked from Akongbo. I said, maybe I'll just use the 100 naira to do half of the way from stadium. That's how I walk from Akongbo to stadium. Stadium, I just said, okay, what of tomorrow? How will I come back to work? Let me try and see whether I can reach Ojua Legba. Ojua Legba, I said, okay, let me see whether I can try Bound Groove. By Obanikoro bus stop, I don't know who was carrying my leg. Whether it was me carrying the leg or the leg was carrying me. Whatever the case, I, I went over the bypass and arrived at the Lukwiju where I was staying at that time. By the time I re reached home, I live my life as an offering. <laughs> tell you stories of the time when I was squatting with Nanfa. Nanfa was squatting a papa and I, he took me in as his squatter. <laughs> Nanfa is not finding funny at all. <laughs> I'm bringing out our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? He will do it again. That same, that same year I walked to Lukbeju, the next year I had a brand new car. I had my own house in Ikoyi with two gardens, one in the front and in the back. Right? Fantastic house in Ikoyi, like fully paid for two years from Trekker to <laughs> Ikoi residence <laughs> he'll do it again every miracle is for you to remember the God who did it for you before has God ever been faithful to you has God ever brought you out of any bad place has God ever done it in the past do not forget the goodness of God do not forget, move forward in the middle of today's crisis. Move forward. Remember the God who stood with you when there was brokenness around. Remember the God of your father. Stand up this hour. Lift up the rod in your hand and say, God, who did before? Here I am again. Give me the strength to journey forward. Give me the grace to get past now. Give me the power, oh God, to journey past my current challenge, my God, I lean on you. I believe in you. The God who did it before, you are here today. You are here one more time. 
to unlock the chains, to break the yoke, to break the cycle. You are here again. You will do it again. My God, I believe in you. I'm not a doubter anymore. I will not doubt your word. I will not doubt your promise. I will not doubt your covenant. I will not doubt what you said to me, Lord God. I receive your strength. I receive your grace. I receive your power. I receive the energy that comes from waiting on you. I will wait on you, my God, and I can go forward in your power. I will not sit around anymore. I will write the proposal now. I will bring out my business plan this season. I will write it again because you will do it again. You remember me again. This is a time for a new job. This is a time for a new house. This is a time for a new place. This is a time for souls. This is a time for new souls to be added to the church. This is a time for the people to connect to the body of Christ. This is a time for revelation to fill the hearts of people. This is the time for saints to rise up and no more beat themselves in their past incapacity because a new grace is coming. A new power is coming. A new enablement is coming. And God will do it again. He only asks you now, stand up and move forward. Stand up and go forward. Stand up and march in the strength of Yahweh. Go forward. Move forward. Move forward. Go in the strength of God. Go past your inhibitions. Go past the Red Sea. This Red Sea is nothing for you. You've seen God kill the firstborn of Egypt. You've seen God move in that difficult time. You've seen God stand up for you when you had nothing left. You've seen God stand with you when it was all broken time. Now His word goes over you. Move forward. For this whole church to arise and journey forward. For this whole company to arise and go forward in the strength of God and go forth in the power of Yahweh. Do not stay where you used to be. Do not stay there. It's time to journey forward. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. Final scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. The Lord spoke. The Lord our God, let's read this together. One, two, go. The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Verse 7. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and on the sea coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, for as far as the great river Euphrates. Next verse. See, I have set the land before you. 
go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to Abraham Isaac and Jacob to give to them and their descendants after them the whole land is before you move forward thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church our mission is to love people connect with family and touch the world Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.